Welcome to Restoration Podcast. Be blessed as you listen to this Sunday's message, Attitude of Possibilities, Part 1. Word of God this morning from the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Numbers, chapter 13. We stand in honor of the Word of God and in honor of the God of the Word. Numbers, chapter 13, from verse 25 to 33. Numbers 13. 25 to 33. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Verse 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. And I declare into your life this morning, as you have entered into this new month, this month will flow with milk and honey unto you, unto your family, in Jesus' name. And you shall bear fruit in this month. You shall not labor in vain, because the work of your hands will be blessed this month in Jesus' name. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites. And the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwelt by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they have searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through... through which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33 and the last verse. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come from the, of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Let us pray. Father Lord, we thank you. We praise you, we exalt you, we magnify you. Thank you for ushering us, Father Lord, into this month. Thank you, Father Lord God, because of all the great promises, all the dreams, the visions that you have given unto us, that this month will be a blessed month, that this month will be the best month of our lives, that Lord God, yes, all your promises that you promised us at the beginning of this year, that so far have not come to pass, in this month they shall surely come to pass. Because as you usher the children of Israel, even into, the, into the, their promised land, flowing with milk and honey. Father, Lord, you have ushered us into this month, and Lord, this month our lives will flow with milk and honey. And Lord, you will give us strength, Father, Lord God, yes, we will be able to overcome every giant that shall come across our path, O oh Lord. We shall not be weak, we shall not be weary this month. As you send your word this morning, Father, Lord God, I pray your children will receive your word. Father, Lord God, we faith, Father, Lord God, in their hearts, so that, Lord, this word will profit them. 
And Lord, I yield myself completely unto your, unto your use this morning. Father, Lord, let me be a vessel unto honor this morning. As I decree and declare your word, Father, Lord God, yes, I will not corrupt your word. Your children, Father, Lord God, will, see, will hear, Father, Lord God, what you want them to hear this morning. They will see what you want them to see this morning. And their lives will not remain the same again because your word will profit them. Thank you, Lord, for doing it. At the end of it all, Lord, you alone shall take all the glory. No man shall share in your glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Once again, I welcome you all to this uh, wonderful Sunday service. In this first Sunday in the month of August, is a month of new beginnings. Month of new beginnings. And God, mighty God will do great and mighty things in your life this month in Jesus' name. We are still continuing in our season of possibilities. And today, we are going to be talking about the attitude of possibilities. In the last few times that I ministered last month, we talked about the mindset of possibilities, and we talked about the viewpoints of possibilities. Today, we are going to take it a notch higher to the attitudes of possibilities. I'm going to begin by telling us a story. A story of a man who was married to his lovely wife. He loved his wife, but the wife had a cat that he did not quite appreciate. The cat had a tendency to jump into their bed when they're about to sleep, to come and lie down between them. When they're about to eat dinner, the cat, cat will jump on his lap and run around his feet. So the man did not like this cat. So he was looking for a way to get rid of this hard cat. He has tried to convince his wife that, please, we don't need this cat. The wife said, I cannot do without this cat. So it so happens that one weekend, the wife had to go out of town. And the man thought, well, this is my opportunity to take care of this cat once and for all. So the wife traveled out of town, and what this man did was to go, he got a sack, put the cat in the sack with a few rocks to hold the sack down, and he dumped the sack into the, into the river. Oh yes, we love our animals. This is just a story, please. Don't send me any letters or emails <laughs> about, about uh, being hostile to animals. Okay, it's just a story. So, when the wife came back, the wife, of course, the first thing after, after greeting his hus her husband was, where is my cat? And the husband said, well, I don't know what happened to your cat. I think he might have run away or he might have, uh, he might have escaped or something. So the man trying to please his wife put up an ad, a big ad on the newspaper that was given away by $10,000 for whoever can return the cat. So the next morning, the next day, the man went to the office and one of his uh, co-workers asked him, I saw your phone number on this ad. You were the one that placed the ad about the missing cat? He said, yes. The man said, oh, you were so generous in giving so much money for a cat, $10,000 for a cat. And the man said, well, if you know what I know, you can afford to be generous. <laughs> Brethren, this morning I want to tell you, if you know what God knows, if you know what Jesus Christ knows, you can afford to have a great attitude. You can afford to smile. You can afford to dance. You can afford to have joy and peace and all the good blessings that God has blessed you with. Because, because we are not aware of what God knows, because we don't know that God has a plan and a purpose for us. Sometimes we are carried away by the things that we experience, by the circumstances of our lives by the problems that come across our path, by the pressures 
that we are under. But the difficult people that come across our path, we allow them to bog us down. Yes, I know some of us may have had bad experiences in the past. You may have been burned. You may have not been raised right in a good home. Your parents might not have given you uh, all, that, all that you thought you needed to grow up to, 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 be, to be great. But I can tell you, they probably did their best with what they had. You know, you may have been uh, 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 experienced some kind of abuse, either physical abuse, mental abuse, or even sexual abuse, or one son or the other. And because of what you have, your experiences you have had, therefore you have developed this attitude that you carry along with you, and that attitude affects everything you do in your life. We cannot choose the circumstances of our lives. And in fact, somebody said that 90% of what happens to us are the things that we cannot control. But 10% of our lives are things that we control based on our responses to those things that happen to us. So it's very, very important that we will respond to circumstances, we will respond to situations. We have to do it the, the biblical way. We have to do it the God's way. You know, there was a research that was done in, in Stanford University that showed that the attitude is a better predictor of success than your IQ. I know some people argue about whether IQ is really important for your success or not. But the truth of the matter is that, I mean, if you are smart, we expect that you will do well in school, you will do well in your career. But I can, I can tell you from experiences that no matter how smart you are, if you, have a, if you don't have a good attitude, your smartness can only take you thus far. But your attitude is what keeps you up there. Your attitude to people, your attitude to the relationship with people, your attitude of, to, to life generally. And especially in our homes, as parents especially, the way we relate to our children, we have to relate to them with a great attitude. You know, be, being uh, your face screwed up and look, feeling all, looking all... Looking all uh, uh, sad all the time, does not make you more holy. Okay? You can afford to smile, you can afford to laugh. Have, have a laughter with your, with your family, with your, with your wife, with your children. So have a good time together. Be looking more serious does not, does, not, does not necessarily mean you are more holy than those that have fun. I love to watch cartoons. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I go and watch the reruns of Tom and Jerry. They don't even say, they don't even say any word. They're running around, I mean, and I'm laughing off my head, okay, watching them. So, I mean, look for something that, that can, that can bring, bring you joy. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that laughter is good medicine. I mean, that's, that's like the equivalent of medication that doctors will prescribe for you, just by laughing alone. And the research has been done, even at, it was at Duke Hospital, that they did research that people that have great attitude, no matter what sickness they are going through, especially when they did research on people that had cancer, they found out that those that had good attitude, they tend to recover faster, and they are more likely to, do, to, 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 be, to, to, to be healed from the cancer than those that didn't have a good attitude. So attitude is very, very important. William James, who is, who is uh, proclaimed to be the father of modern philosophy, is an American philosopher. He said that the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitude. That you can change the way of the, 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 your life by changing your attitude. And the truth of the matter is that people that have, that, have, that have lived through life, 
So most of them, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been privileged to see people who are on their dying, on their dying moment, on their dying bed. And mo most of the time, I've never heard of any one of them say, oh, I want, to go and, I want to go and count how many cars I have in my garage, or how many houses I have, or how many degrees I've accomplished. Go and bring all my certificates. No. All they want is call my family members with to us. Come and, go and call, get my, all my family. I want them to be around me. I want the family to come and sit beside me so they can, they, I mean, I can, I can say my last, last words to them, encourage them or give them advice. And uh, that's, that's what they are asking for. And most of them, if you ask them, what's your greatest regret of things that you didn't do? I mean, those of them will say, oh, I wish I had laughed more. I wish I had uh, enjoyed my life more. I wish I have stopped to smell the roses. You know, sometimes we are so busy in life, so pursuing a goal so much that we don't care who we are stepping on their toes to, to accomplish those. We don't, know, we don't care if our children get fed. We don't care if they are, if they are, if they are watching whatever on TV. We just want to accomplish what they are trying to do, and we are willing to do whatever it takes to do that. But sometimes, brethren, I'm going to encourage you today that you should stop to look, look at your life and look at your choice that you are making and decisions that you are making to make sure that you are accomplishing the purpose of God in your life in the way that God, God, God expect, expect it. So, brethren, it doesn't matter what, what circumstances we are going through. We cannot choose those circumstances, but we can choose our reaction, our response to those circumstances. Our attitude is the way we think and the way to res respond to circumstances and people that, we come, at, that come across our path. It's our mental and our emotional response to the circumstances of life that we experience. And we can choose to, to, to have a good attitude towards them, have a positive attitude, or we can choose to have a negative attitude and a sad attitude and, uh, and a bad attitude towards, towards those, those events. That is a choice that we have to make. Thank God for the passage that we have read. I wish that the researchers at Stanford had read that passage. They would not have had to do this research over again because our, Lord, our God already documented that yes, People that have a, a, a great attitude, they have a, they have a, they have a like, more likelihood of success, even in their lives. Because we see here, I know today we are talking mostly about spies. This morning in Sunday, in Sunday school, we talked about spies that went to meet Rahab in the promised land. And today we are talking about the spies that Moses sent to the promised land. If you read that whole passage, you will find out that it was God that told Moses to send these spies into the, into the promised land. And these are not just ordinary, ordinary people in the community. These are leaders of each of the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. And among them, all their names were given in the Bible, but that was the last time their names were mentioned in, the, in, the, in, that, in that passage. But we hear of Joseph, I mean uh, Joshua and Caleb. We have jo uh, jo uh, Joshua and Caleb. He said he sent 12 spies into the land to go and look at the land, to see what the land is like, well, how, how, is, is, how, how, how is the land? What's, what's the, what is growing in it? What, what kind of buildings do they live in? Is it in a tent? Or do they have buildings? Uh, what kind of fruits do they have in the land? What kind of people live there? How are they? Are they strong or are they weak? Are they few or are they many? That was the mandate that, Joshua, uh, that Moses gave to the, tw to the 12 spies, uh, spies. And they went into the land. They all saw the same thing. They gave a report that yes, this land truly is flowing with milk and honey. And, gave, and Moses said, great, 
this is a good land that we, sh that we should go into. And then they said, yes, there are giants in the land. Okay, because the people of the Anak, if you remember, if you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, they talked about uh, 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 Goliath. That Goliath was the descendant of the Anakites. So he was a giant, in the, one of the giants in the land. And they said, yes, there are giants in the land, but Caleb, along with Joshua, said, let us go at once and go and take over the land because we are more than able to do it. And then the ten of the spies said, no, 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 stop for a second. We cannot go and take over the land because the giants are there. They are mightier than we are. They are greater than we are. And that they saw that these, these giants were so big that to them, they were like grasshoppers. And it's not, not only to the giants, even to themselves, they felt like they were grasshoppers before these giants. And I pray, whatever giant you are facing today that is so big, that make you feel like you're a grasshopper, the Almighty God will remove that giant from your life this morning in Jesus' name. Because I can tell you, whatever that giant may be, our God is greater than that giant. Our God is mightier than that giant. And the God that fights our battles for us, he will take care of every giant that we face today in Jesus' name. I mean, they, they, Luke chapter 6 verse 45, Luke 6 45 says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of, the, of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. So you see that these people that gave the bad report, they were speaking out of the abundance of their heart. Because they were, they, were, they, were, they were afraid. They were, I mean, when fear comes in, fear can affect how you speak. So they were afraid. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Matthew 12, 34, it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. This is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking here, talking about the Pharisees, you know, that, I mean, they have uh, how, uh, their hearts. Is full of evil that they cannot speak any good things you know so we have to make sure we guard our hearts that's what the book of philippians tell us that we do we should guard our heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life so we have to be careful what what, what goes into our hearts and yes even though they saw the same thing but joshua and caleb were careful to know how to express what they saw because they felt they knew who they were in Christ. And that is, that's one thing about attitude. It doesn't matter how, how much you try to hide it. It doesn't matter what is in your, what, what, how, how much you can, you can pretend with what is in your heart. Eventually, the truth is going to come out. Some of them described themselves as grasshoppers. They saw the impossibilities in the land. You know, they brought a negative report. And we are told that the, that negative return spread throughout the camp like wildfire. And that's the, that's, the, that's the thing. Negativity always spread even faster than positive things. You know, when, when you hear news, you listen to the news, all you are going to hear is, is all the evil things that are going on in the community. Nobody talks about all the good things that are going on. But the truth of the matter is that there are good things that are going on. So we, can, we have to focus our attention on the good things and not the negative things. So the people became dejected and they became depressed. They became, began to murmur and began to complain that why did you bring us all the way from Egypt 
to come and face this giant. We can't, we can't, even, we can't even destroy them. Now we can't even call over, uh, uh, take over the promised land that Jesus, that God promised us. They've been walking through the desert. And because they are murmuring and complaining, they spent extra, extra years in the desert before they could go into that land. But we thank God for the passage that we read in the book of Joshua chapter 21. In uh, 44, 43 and 44. That we saw that all the promises that God promised them about that land, they were able to go into that land. They, they, uh, they acquired the land. And the Almighty God, is, uh, we, are, we are told that they, were, they had peace all around them, even in that land. Because God has promised it to, unto them. We thank God for Joshua and Caleb, who described themselves as more than able. This morning, I want you to have the attitude of, you are more than able. You are an overcomer. You are a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are, you are victorious. That is what the Almighty God has promised us. And I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. None of us can choose all these unwanted challenges that we face. Right now we are facing this issue of coronavirus all over the whole world. If we had a choice, none of us would choose that we should be in this, in this, uh, in this pandemic. But we thank God that God is helping us to respond positively. Because we know, even in spite of this pandemic, we will come out excelling, we will come out brighter, we will come out better than, than we have ever been before, in spite of this pandemic. Attitude is so important that even the Bible says a whole lot about attitude. In the book of Romans 8.6, Romans 8.6, Romans 8, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we have to be, we have to be spiritually minded, we have to think about the spirit. Okay, if you are, if you are, if you are thinking, about, thinking about the fear and anxiety and worry, you let that put you down, that's being carnally minded. But if you, if you, if you, are, if you are minded in the spirit, you have, your spirit of God will rise up in you to know that you are more than able, just like Joshua and Caleb did. The book of Philippians 2.5, Philippians 2.5 in the Amplified Version, it says, Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. The King James Version says, let this might be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we have to have the attitude of Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ is an overcomer. He has won the victory for us. So all we have to do is to claim that victory, claim that healing, claim that deliverance. All that he has won for us, all we have to do is just claim it. The book of Philippians 3.15, one more verse. Philippians 3.15, the Amplified Version, it says, all of us, who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection, should have this attitude. And if in any respect you have a different attitude, that too God will make clear to you. And I pray the Almighty God will help us to choose the attitude of an overcomer, the attitude of, of possibilities, even this morning in Jesus' name. A few principles I want us to draw out of this, of this passage. Uh, I, I'm going to take, I hope I have time to do th uh, the three principles. The first one is, Attitude is a choice. Attitude is a choice that we all have to make. You know, you can choose to be, have a negative attitude. Wake up in the morning and say, oh, today is going to be a bad day. It's raining outside. There's no sun out. Or, uh, oh, you are, you are going to work. I have to go to work again. And uh, you know people that you work with. You already try to develop, try to feel bad. You have, you have chosen to have a bad, attitude, a bad attitude towards that day. And don't be surprised if that day turns out to be a bad day because your attitude determines your, your, day, your day. If you start your day off with that attitude, that's what you are going to get. 
But you can choose to have a good attitude for the day and say today is going to be a great day. It's going to be a blessed day. Yes, the people I work with may not be perfect, but I thank God that I have a job. I thank God that, yes, at least I, I, people, people go to work and they don't get paid for their job. But we thank God I go to work and we get paid. We have a we have get salary at the end of the pay period. So we, you have a good attitude towards your job. So attitude is a choice. People choose the attitude that they are going to have. You can say, well, you have a reason for having a bad attitude. You have had a bad experiences. You have you have been you have, you have you did not get what you what you what you were supposed to get growing up, but you can also if you have to get a, a good attitude is to remember that God is the one that fights for battles for you. God is your vindicator. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. Our God is able to make it right for you. The Almighty God he said he said he's the one that will fight for you. He said he, will, he, will, he said he will, he will make your crooked places straight, and he will bring every every mountain every mountain low low for you. And it will elevate every valley that you come across in your path. So let's put our faith and trust in God, and you have a good, a great attitude. We know people in the Bible that have great attitude. Joseph had a great attitude, in spite of all that he went through. Sold, sold by by his own brothers into slavery. Went from slavery into the pit after being falsely accused. I mean, into the into the prison after being falsely accused. And yet he had a good attitude, and that's why God promoted him from the pit. To, the, to, 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 to slavery and from I mean from slavery Potiphar's house to the to the prison and then from there God took him into the into the palace. So we are, David had a great attitude, in spite of in spite of having to face the giant Goliath. He had a good attitude that our God is greater than this giant, and he knew that he's not he's, I'm, I'm not he's not he's not I'm not coming you are coming against me with spears and with shields, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. The name of the God that is above and greater than all other names. So that it was that upon that name that he had a good attitude to attack Goliath, and of course he was victorious. We know about Daniel and his and his friends. They had a great attitude. In spite of being thrown into the lions' den or being thrown into the fairy furnace, they had the attitude that our God is more than able to deliver us. Of course, the poster boy for all uh, bad circumstances in, in the Bible, Job, he had a great attitude. That in spite of losing everything, his family, his home, his children, his properties, and he was now living in the garbage dump. Yet, he said, even though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Yet will I praise him. All to the glory of the Almighty God. So, and of course, we, know even that we can say, okay, well, that's all Old Testament. How about the New Testament? We know about Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul had various bad circumstances coming against him. The book of Philippians, we are told, the Bible scholars said, it was written when he was in jail, he was in prison. And yet, 19 times in that book, he said we should rejoice. Rejoice always. Rejoice in the Lord. Many times in the Bible, even though he was, he was in prison, and yet, he still had joy in him. In the book of Philippians 4, verse 11, Philippians 4, verse 11, he told us why he was able to have this attitude. He said, none that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned... In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. He has learned. So you too can learn to have a good attitude. But eventually you think that, well, I, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I can I can't change it. Yes, you can change it. And our God is able to help you to change it. You can have a good attitude, and the Almighty God will help us in Jesus' name. The second point is that uh, as we choose our attitude, our attitude is contagious. The first one is attitude is a choice. 
Second one is attitude is contagious. You see, you can see that the attitude of those ten spies contaminated the whole of the camp of Israel. And guess what? All those people that received that news, that, be, that were, that, that were, that were uh, murmuring and complaining that we can't go into this promised land because of, uh, of, of the giants, none of them entered the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb, out of that generation, entered the promised land. And that's how, that's how contagious attitude is. We know coronavirus is contagious, but attitude is even more contagious. Okay? So we have to be careful who we, who, who, who we allow to speak into our lives. You know, not only in terms of what we listen to, what we, what we hear, the things that we, we see with our eyes, what channels are you watching, what are you seeing on the internet, what, what, what uh, uh, movies are you watching, what music are you listening to. These things, it may seem like they are benign. But I'm telling you, the devil uses it to sow seeds, even in the hearts of, of men. So we have to be very careful. And if of those, there's a common adage that says, if you, if you hang around liars, very soon you too will start telling lies. If you hang around people that gossip, you, I mean, you, you, I mean, either you join, you, you can, if you cannot beat them, you have to join them. Okay? So we have to be very careful because attitude is contagious. The book of Ephesians 4.29, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of a divine, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So when you give, when you, when you, when you, when you edify people, you encourage people, you are ministering grace into them, unto, into their lives, unto the hearers. But the, the corollary is also true. Those that speak evil, those that speak gossip, those that, that, that want you to come and have a pity party with them, eventually those things will contaminate you. And I pray that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Book of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. It doesn't matter how, well, how good you may be right now. If you start, if you start hanging around people that, that, I mean, that, that are evil, that, that cook up ego, evil, evil, thing, evil communication, you can be corrupted. I pray that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. So, so just as other people's attitude can affect us, so, so our attitude can also affect others. Okay? And that's why it's very important that we should have a good attitude. Joshua and Caleb had a great attitude. And they were able to affect the next generation of people that came on, that eventually went into the promised land, and they took the land, like we read in Joshua chapter 21, 43 to 45. They were able to take the land, and they had peace all around them. Because they were, they were able to uh, 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 influence them positively. So also, we should have a great attitude. No matter where you walk, no matter what's going on in your household, your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your parents, I mean, by God's grace, most of us want to have a good relationship with people that, that, we hang, that we are around us. That is what we would like. But it takes work. It takes work to have a good attitude. And when you have a good attitude, it will infect people around you. It will influence people around you. It will touch them in a way that they too will change their attitude. You know, if you, go to, if you are walking in a place where everybody is complaining and murmuring, and you go and join them, and you say, oh, this place is not a good place to walk, and uh, I don't even know what the boss is doing. They, uh, they are always changing the rules. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean you're always complaining. No, oh, that uh, oh, you are, you come, you, they ask you to come to work early one day. Uh, I'm not going to go. Uh, you want to, want to join the rest of people that are complaining. Then what is the difference between you and them? But if you go there with a great attitude, tell your co-workers, co I know this place is not the best, but we thank God at least we have a job. 
Let's just do the best. We are not working unto man. We are working unto God. We are doing it so that God, God will bless us. So yeah, that kind of attitude, we, we infect the others. And that you find out, I mean, they will, they will start behaving, behaving better. So the Almighty God will help us so that we will not be contagious negatively, but rather we will, we will, we will have influenced people up positively and add value wherever God takes us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I think uh, at this point, we're going to, um, the other points I'm going to go, come to sometime in the next time when, when, we, when we gather again because uh, our time is fast spent. We thank God for, for the attitude that God has given us this morning. And we know this is our, our time of thanksgiving and we should have an attitude of thanksgiving. That's the attitude of gratitude for what God has done for us. But of all the attitudes that we can have, negative attitude, positive attitude, selfless attitude, righteous attitude, uh, helping attitude, whatever the attitude we can have, the best attitude that God wants us to have is an attitude of acceptance of the price that his son paid on the cross of Calvary. Okay? It's, I mean, we, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So it doesn't matter how good you live. It doesn't matter how excellent your life may be. We are all sinners. And one of, all of us who are, who are called Christians today, one day we have to have an attitude towards that, that uh, truth that we are all sinners. That's a, that's a circumstance that none of us chose. We are all born into sin. We don't have a choice in the circumstance. We are all born into sin. And people have an attitude of denial to say, well, uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe the Bible. That I'm not believing. I'm a sinner. Therefore, I don't need Jesus. I can do, I can, I, I, I can do without him. But that's a bad attitude to have because they are the person's destiny is heading for hell. People can have an attitude of, 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 uh, of just denying that, that yes, I may, I, may, I may be a sinner, but I, I'm, not, I'm not the only sinner. I'm better than, than some other people. I mean, just rationalizing. Rationalizing the, the, the attitude that, I mean, I've not killed anybody. I've not murdered anybody. I mean, I'm still better than, than some others. But the attitude I want us to have this morning is the attitude of acceptance. Accept that you are a sinner. Accept that Christ has, has come to die for your sin. And believe that he has paid the price for the sins that you have committed. Both past, present, and the future. And then confess with your mouth that he is your Lord and your Savior. And if you have done that, I believe you have, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have become a born-again Christian. So I encourage those of you that are at home, those who are watching us, even on, 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 on live streaming, and those of us in the sanctuary, just bow your head when I will call upon the Almighty God this morning and say, God, yes, I know that, that, that sin, our sin nature came with us at birth, but we thank the Almighty God for the price that he paid on the, on the cross of Calvary to redeem us from our sins and to, and to change our destiny, to change our future. And so we, let's call upon him this morning. Ask him, yes, ask him to come into your life this morning. Accept him as your Lord and your Savior. Confess your sins unto him. And from this day, I can tell you that the Almighty God will continue to do great and mighty things in your life. He will change your life even for the better. And will continue to give you a great attitude. Every time you wake up in the morning, God will, will change your attitude to a, a, a better attitude so that you can accomplish your purpose. Joshua and Caleb, 
They were able to enter the promised land because of their attitude. Brethren, our attitude is very, very important. Even, even to, 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 the, to the acceptance of the price that our Lord Jesus Christ paid. Because that's a seal for our destiny. You can see that attitude can affect our destiny. And I pray, even as you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, that the Almighty God will receive you. The Almighty God, yes, he will write the, your, your name in the book of life. So that, yes, you will be sealed for, to spend eternity with him, even in heaven, in Jesus' name. And none of us will miss out of that promise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Restoration Podcast. Join us next week as we continue in the Word of